Welcome to another episode of the Supercharge Your Membership Show. And today you're in for a treat because we have Chelsea Fournier with us. And uh, we are going to have an amazing conversation on her journey to uh, where she's at with her business right now. And just the breakthrough that she just had since we had uh, the last conversation and now. And just to show you that like when you listen to what people are saying, things start to fall into mm. place. So Thank you so much for being here today, Chelsea. Thank you. And you're pronouncing my name properly because you have the perfect accent. Thank you. <laughs> exactly. Fournier. Yes. So is that is that Canadian? Not oh uh, yeah, I'm French Cana French Canadian descent. French yeah. Canadian. I'm from, so that's what it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm originally from Maine in the States, and okay. a lot of my ancestors were French Canadian. Yeah. Okay. All right. Awesome. So um, well, do you want to introduce yourself a bit and share? Uh, who you are, what it is that you do, and and why you do it. Sure. And then we'll just go from there. Absolutely. Well, probably like a lot of your listeners, I've had different evolutions of what being a business owner has meant for me mm -hmm. over the years. I, um, like a lot of people, I think got out of corporate America to follow more of an entrepreneurial journey. So my, I call it my first career was actually as a startup lawyer. So I was suit and tie, mm -hmm. heels, going to the penthouse office, you know, doing corporate stuff, trademark stuff, really interesting if I was going to do anything in law, I really landed in a great niche for myself because it was fairly creative. But actually early on, I think I was looking up my receipt for like when I enrolled in my coaching program, I think it was back in 2011, I decided I wanted to explore coaching and I kind of sold it to the partners who had to approve my time off during the day to attend classes mm -hmm. that it was going to help me become a better lawyer. And I truly believe that my coaching skills did help me do that. And I had the idea even back then of like, but what if this is what I could do in the future to have more flexibility, to be more of an entrepreneur? And so I've had, you know, iterations where I was just practicing law, periods of time where I've just been coaching. I've been in and out of different e-commerce and direct sales over the years. But really in the past two years, um, really during the pandemic, I was a new mom in the pandemic and navigating how do I take care of myself and my clients and I decided that if I was going to really kind of relaunch, that I wanted to ask myself, what do I really want to do Oops. when I grow up? And I decided I wanted to really work with the audience that I've always cared the most about, which is individuals who are deeply fed by being healers or coaches or people who are really here to help the collective. And so when I first started, I've done coaching for years. And so I was like, I'm going to come out and do one-on-one -on -one coaching and then I morphed into really knowing that the group dynamic is so powerful for me to run and to be a part of. And so for about a year, I ran a really juicy, really beautiful mastermind, a little bit of a higher touch, higher level experience. And I've just been really keeping my pulse on my ideal audience and where they're at and what's happening in the marketplace and you know the economy. And uh, it was back in September of... 2022, I actually launched my first membership and it had a slightly different niche than what I'm doing now, but it's again, just allowed it to evolve. And so now um, I'm, I guess I'm that weird combination of, you know, former lawyer spreadsheets, business plans, but also human design guide, intuitive, kind of that woo woo side of me. 
And I think that's really attractive to my audience of someone who can really see them as a real business, as a healer, as a coach, as an energy worker, and saying, okay, here are the things that we can do next to really help you earn a living doing what you love. And so now I run uh, a membership, which I'm excited to talk about. And then um, I also have kind of a done for you side of what I do to help people with websites, email marketing. So I've kind of been around the block in the online space. And I think I've really landed on what I love doing. Yeah. So I I love what you shared about just um, exploring and trying things and wanting to try, you know, something new. I mean, as you said, you know, like being a lawyer, um, which is as corporate as, you know, what you can get, <laughs> as you right? Can get. <laughs> as, as corporate as it gets, right? And to being an entrepreneur where um, there is a lot of like, um, I mean, you really have like to cast the bigger vision and, sure. uh, and, and, and there is creativity that, not that a lawyer is not creative, but you see what yeah. I mean? Like you yeah. have to tap yeah. into things that, that you don't have to when, when, when you're a lawyer, because here, like you're a business owner, you're a CEO. So you're the marketer, yeah. you're the salesperson, yeah. you are the person. All that the hats. The, <laughs> all the hats, at least at the beginning. So yeah. it's a very different role, but I love how yeah. you somehow, you know, like, so you started with the high ticket mastermind, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was way. doing some one-on-one, I think when okay. I first kind of stepped back in, so I kind of wound everything down during the end of my kind of difficult pregnancy. And then everything was happening with baby and pandemic. And we're just like, okay, once I get my feet under me, I'm going to kind of relaunch. And I remember I was actually visiting my family in Maine. And one of my colleagues, I would say, someone who's an amazing breathwork facilitator messaged me and said, do you ever take one-on-one clients? And I was like, maybe, what are you looking for? You know, maybe this is the time for, maybe this is a good sign. And we had a really just conversational sales call. And I was like, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to come back and do some one-on-one work. And I've always believed that if you're working with a new audience or if you're brand new into running a business, that doing enough one-on-one work to really get a pulse on the needs and also to see if there's specific patterns or formulas or you know program structures that, oh gosh, I'm doing the same thing with each client. And doing, I think I took six or seven one-on-one coaching clients pretty quickly. Once I said, hey, I'm back open for business, I was really blessed. And then I started to see, okay, these are the common experiences and started to put together a mastermind around that to offer programming. And so I kind of like backed into doing the group, which I I hadn't done in a long time. I had done a, a group program maybe five years prior. And so it had been a while since I'd really run a group container and I really loved it. So I kind of did it a little bit backwards, maybe from some. Yeah. So actually, yeah, I mean, there are people that start with one-on-one and there are people that go straight into group and some Mm -hmm. people that just love to do one-on-one and that are a bit scared about the group because, you know, I need to fill out the group, right? If I don't fill the group and there is only one person, what do I do? So, but I love, I mean, a lot of people do one-on-one, start with one-on-one just because working one-on-one forces you to really have a pulse on what is going on of course if you work you know with enough people but it also I mean for me it also did something which is that it basically tells you a bit more about who you want to work with and who you don't Mm -hmm. want to work with 
It's right? so true. And, and there was definitely kind of the polarizing of that. There was one client, she was lovely. And we said yes. And I knew that I could help her. And, you know, it wasn't me overselling or overpromising, but we just ended up not being a great match. And yeah. she wasn't like her, what she desired was more consulting and I was doing more coaching. And so it was actually really helpful. And, you know, as we wrapped up, I, I certainly don't think that she was like mad or anything, but she, it was really clear mm -hmm. to me, like, I want to be discerning about who I like working with. And I really like working with action takers and mm -hmm. people who are out already doing the work. Um, I, I tend to really thrive with working with people who are new. I've, I'm not the person here to help people scale from six to seven figures. There's you know so many juicy, beautiful support for that. I'm the person who someone comes to and says, I just graduated this certification, this training, or I've been a clairvoyant my whole life and I'm finally deciding to do it as a business, like that birthing of the business, I really love being in. But there's also the fine line of like getting out of the daydreaming phase and actually into action. That's the bridge that I'm really great at. And mm -hmm. I can now tell when someone's like not ready for that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the hobby to being ready to do what it takes to actually turn yeah. that into a business and be willing to yes. do the things that are not fun and boring sometimes, but that need to get yeah. done. So I totally yeah. hear you. Yeah. So that's why I think that like a one-on-one, -on -one, I mean, it always has its place, right? But it's also like when, when you're not exactly sure and you need to really refine, you know, who you really want to help one-on-one -on -one mm -hmm. is, um, is, is, is a great way, you know, to get some clarity yeah. on that. So, so yeah. quickly you went back into groups. So you did the high ticket mastermind. And yeah. then, so let's talk about the membership. Like how, how did yeah. the, the idea of the membership came about? Like, is it to, is it the same type of clients? Because it's a different price point. So I'm guessing it is. different results. Yeah. So like, yeah, yeah let's so share a bit it, about that. It initially evolved because while I was finishing up the mastermind with the, some of the last clients and I was clear, I wasn't going to like redo like another live launch. I was actually finishing up a human design reader certification. And so some of my clients who had gone through the mastermind hadn't really been a part of that, of me bringing human design more into the work mm -hmm. that we were doing. And so there were several of them that were like, oh, if you put something together on this, I would love that. And I was so excited just about how I can bring people's authority and, you know, like layer their human design on top of strategy. And so it was really fun and playful for me. That I said, okay, every month we'll have one short business training, one human design training, and then a Q&A call. And we'll see, we'll see how this goes. And I put it together mm -hmm. and it was, you know, thoughtfully done and put into, you know, Mighty Networks. And you know, I did the logistics, but it was also just very playful for me. And uh, I think I had like 12 or 13 people come in in fairly quickly and, you know, not a huge cohort, not a big launch. At the time, mm -hmm. I was also going through massive overhaul in our personal life, mold remediation and cleaning out our house. And, and so it was fun and it was exciting. And so I ran that as that structure for about five months. And then I started to see a deeper need for like, like you said, that where are they on their journey? Yeah. And what I found is that the, some of the women who came through the mastermind, they needed that structure and they needed to process the community feel and the Q&A calls I found were where my people had the biggest aha moments. Mm -hmm. And so I actually paused my membership in April of this year. I, I kind of like did all the logistics to say, hey, everybody, I'm pausing your payments. and I'm taking a month off to get really clear on how I can best serve you. 
because mm-hmm. the human design stuff is exciting. And, you know, it, I think it can really help people, but it's not what people are up at night worried about. They're not like, oh, yes. I'm a projector. How do I get invited? You know? And so I started to do some market research conversations and talk to some of the existing members. I did a poll or like a survey within the membership of what do you like the most? And resoundingly, it was the Q&A calls. And so I was like, okay, well, I want to introduce new ideas so that people aren't just like stagnant coming and saying the same thing over and over. And so I decided to kind of reshift it. Instead of having a human design call monthly, I created a human design course and also two other courses that people have access to during the membership stay of things that are really helpful. Like one of the courses is called Soulful Startup. And with my former background, I have a whole course around what you need to do from a legal perspective and financial and how to run your business banking and pay yourself and insurance. There's also a deep dive into different software options, depending on what offering you want, how to pay um, mindful money planning is all around how to price your offerings. And so those are things that people can dive into on their own. But then I decided on a monthly basis, we would just do one very simple business training. Simple meaning I'm not doing fancy slides. It's often me with a Google Doc outline because I realize they don't care so much about how it looks. Once they're in the membership, they just want to know what's relevant. And because I have that intuitive side of me, I don't like to plan the topics out. I like to really be clear on being open to downloads and hearing what the collective is sharing and what questions are coming up. And so the first Thursday of the month is now the training call. It's fairly conversational. It's always relevant to what's coming up for people. And then the rest are just Q&A. And once in a while, I'll say, hey, guys, it's been a while since we talked human design. Bring your human design charts to the Q&A and we can pull yours up and ask a question. And it's just been so easy for me to run. And I, I don't say that in a way like, oh, they don't deserve more energy because it's less time or less money they're paying. But it's just I'm bringing to the table things that I've been doing for years. And so it's Mm -hmm. very simple for me to throw together a training on email marketing if that's what people have questions on. And so it's just been very fun. And right now, I think there's maybe 13 or 14 women in it right now. It's, It's not been something that's been super scalable for me yet. I can see some marketing shifts I'm making that I think will shift that. But it's been a part of the overall ecosystem that's been kind of feeding the entirety of my brand and business. So that's kind of shifted. And like you said, just really listening to what people want, polling the audience, having conversations with my members kind of offline, getting that feedback and realizing, oh, (laughs) I can actually do something that's very simple for me to deliver. Because for many of us running memberships, what comes easily to you doesn't come easily to your members. And so I've just started to be like, I don't have to over deliver and over orchestrate and over brand everything. Once people are in this membership, they really just want my energy and my guidance and the community and the feedback from one another. Yeah. And and I think this is key. So there are several things I want to unpack here in, in what you just shared. So yeah. um, just what you shared here, like simple. I mean, people don't want more hours of calls, videos yeah. to watch and things like that. What they want is the experience. You know, they are yeah. on a journey and they all are on a different journey. Some people it's going to be faster. For some people it's going to go slower. That's the beauty Mm -hmm. of the membership. It's at your own pace, but you have this mix of resources and content and and Mm -hmm. support and accountability that makes everything work. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Another thing that you share that I think is really important, and I know you're following like your intuition because, you know, that's basically how you are, I want to say, wired. Like, mm -hmm. so you're, you're following your intuition and that's why you are like trying things because that's the nature of what you do. You're not about, yeah. is it going to work? You know, like, no, yeah. I, I feel like doing this and it sounds yeah. fun and light to me. Yeah. So let me try it and see if that works. And I think that's really important because the people that um, sometimes are like you, like that, that they work a lot, a lot on intuition. When they mm -hmm. hear membership, they're like, oh my gosh, I need to plan six, 12 months worth of content. And yeah. I cannot do that because I want yeah. to be spontaneous. And yeah. well, you can do that. You can be spontaneous yeah. and you can plan at the same time. You can mm -hmm. plan when you're going to show up. You can have a list of topics that you know will come up at some point and maybe mm -hmm. you have a couple of bullet points and that's enough, right? And then mm -hmm. you see what comes up. I know some people as well, they also tap into the membership members to figure out. So the next these topics. we could mm -hmm. do this or this or this. What do you think? And then have them mm -hmm. vote. Yeah. And, 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 and choose with you what's going to be the next topic and what this does, you know, psychologically is, mm -hmm. is what we call co-creation, right? You get into mm -hmm. co-creation and yeah. that is such a powerful way. It's a great retention strategy, but it's yeah. a, such a powerful way to get people engaged because guess what? They are so much more likely to actually come on the Q&A call, right? It's so it's true. Yeah. Part of the decision. So yeah. it's like people try really hard. Like I know the some of the first questions that I get when people want to do a membership is like, how much content do I need? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, it's not about how much. Actually, yeah. as little as possible. Yeah, because what they buy is not the hours of videos; mm -hmm. it's the transformation, the result, mm -hmm. right? It's not your videos, and and people always amount like, oh, I'm gonna have to put like a lot of um, time upfront to create all this. Absolutely not. It mm -hmm. is very likely that what you're going to create if you do this is going to be content that you think they want. Yeah, right? that's true. That's true. Instead well, of listening, right? I love that because the the soulful startup course that's a part of it only came about because so many questions were coming up about well can you help me decide if I need an LLC and da da da, da, da. and I was like okay guys I can't okay. actually <laughs> give legal advice because I don't keep my license active but I'm gonna go make an educational course what are the key topics what are the questions and then I made a course about that and then once people went through it they're like oh my gosh this was so helpful but if I had just made that in a vacuum. And they weren't asking those questions and it wasn't part of my marketing of like helping people really set that foundation. So really the marketing for this, it's called the um, intuitive business community. And it's to help you find the most aligned path forward to anchor in 5k months. Mm -hmm. So it's looking at more of the sustainability the foundation. And it's so interesting because every marketing person, business guru that I like ran these ideas by one of the core values for me and this membership is sustainability. And everybody who I talked to was like, nobody's up at night worrying about sustainability. That's not sexy. It's not exciting. And I was like, every darn call I have with one of my members or coaching clients, what they are worried about is sustainable. Is this sustainable? Because I homeschool my kids. I have young children. I have a day job. And so mm -hmm. sustainability, it was almost like counterintuitive that it doesn't mm -hmm. sound sexy, but that's what the word was that was coming out of their mouth. And so then thinking about, you know, so many of them would say, I want to be able to dot my I's, 
and cross my T's and know that I set this up right the first time. And that's not necessarily a fun, sexy tagline, but it's what my women were saying. And so, okay, let me make a course so that you can go through that and dot your I's and cross your T's. And I don't want to have that conversation over and over in the Q&A calls. I want to direct you there, watch it, learn it, take some action, come ask me questions. And so that's how I've been kind of growing the course library is Mm -hmm. if there's a need, if there's Q&A calls that either I don't want to say over and over or really do take like a little bit more than you know, I kind of run my Q&A calls like a hot seat. If seven people show up and we've got an hour, I'm going to divide an hour by seven uh, or maybe by like six minutes. And uh, as it grows, I'll revisit how I run that. Maybe exactly. not everybody gets to come on live, but so far it's kind of worked out that everybody can at least voice or say um, the way I, sh- I run the Q&As is we share first a celebration to really ground into what is working, whether it's personal or business. And then I ask people, do you either have a specific question or do you want to riff on where you're at in business and ask for feedback? And that's been really great because it's actually not always me giving feedback. It's sometimes, oh, did you see Jen in the chat is saying that she just went through this and she's recommending this. And and so that has also been nice because I, I personally feel this is a little bit of a pedestal for me, is that I feel like sometimes in the coaching industry, coaches are put on that pedestal of like, oh, well... I can't, I joined into this membership and I only want Chelsea's advice. I only want Natalie's advice, but actually I think the collective is so much more valuable. It's almost like I'm attracting good people. And so I want you guys to meet each other and ask questions and network and collaborate. And I think that's something that I've done really well with the founding members. And I, even though I've been running it for a little while, I still see it as kind of like the founding members. Some of them have been with me since the launch of the first iteration and um, it's setting the culture has yeah. done has been done really well of setting the culture of support and excitement and really holding space for one another and not judging someone as being behind. And then one of the core values, there's sustainability and then self-leadership. So mm-hmm. I'm someone who's very quick to, instead of giving my advice to say, do you want me to hold a mirror up for you of what self-leadership could look like in the situation of how you could lean into your own intuition or you know, how we could talk through the decision that I know you really want to say you want to make. And and that's a fun space for me to hold because it's coaching and really just holding space for someone to process through because so many of these entrepreneurs, you know, if you go, maybe if they have a partner or maybe they have a husband, you know, oh, I want to brainstorm with you about what I want my coaching business to look like. And they're like, okay, I don't really know how to give you feedback on this. And so that's part of what I think we offer in the community and so many memberships offer if there is some kind of community where you can ask questions or Q&A calls or, you know, forums is just being there for each other in the role that we all need, but we don't inherently have in our existing network. Yeah, I I I love love this. Yeah, I love this. And I think so you you said something and you actually mentioned it several times, core values and I think that is critical. And this is something that is missing, I think, in a lot of memberships is that mm-hmm. people go straight into people need to get results. I need to give them like some some teaching. You know, I need to get uh-huh. them to some teaching. I need to show them that I know my stuff so that they will stay. And what you're doing is you hold the space for people mm-hmm. and you and and you um show up um um 
and really talk about these core values that you have. I and do, yeah. that is attracting the right people. And that's how you yeah. get founding members that stay. So I really want people to listen here and to hear that with only 13 or 14 people, you mm. actually get engagement you get people to support each other. So a lot of yeah. people talk about getting your first 100 members. It's really yeah. not about the members. You can have 100 members and only five show up. Yeah, exactly. that's a good point. Like, I love that they, you know, I, I've been doing, um, you know, basically a weekly call. Um, mm-hmm. If there's what I did this, we're recording this in August of 2023. And so there was five Thursdays. And so what I do when there's a bonus Thursday is I actually just, pick a topic of something that I need to do in my business. And I do a recorded, like a live screen share where, so for example, this month we were talking about how to create free resources or lead magnets to grow your email list. I have one that's been on my list of ideas for ages. And so I was like, Hey guys, would it be more valuable for me to show you like how I go from idea to creating the free guide or to show you how to do like the email sequence after. And so I got feedback. I was like, okay, I'm going to open up all my tabs and you guys get to watch how my crazy ADHD brain puts shit together. And they loved it. And so I could have just taken the week off, but I decided, especially where so many of these women have been with me for almost a year now, that I was like, okay, I'm just going to throw in that extra week. I believe I could cut down for the amount that I'm charging. I could cut down the number of calls, but Mm -hmm. I've also seen out of this core group of women, the amount of referrals that have come in of them bringing other women into the membership or other women who've come to higher ticket work with me. Some of them have upgraded to have three months of coaching based on and stayed in the membership while they were doing that and then paid for coaching. And now that I have this done for you side of what I do, um, I'm giving 10% off the first project to active members to incentivize them to get on a free clarity call with me and see what we could dive into And so like out of this little membership that I'm not making much money on monthly, but I've made almost $10,000 separate from the membership through referrals and people upgrading to higher interest. And so to me, it's like part of the ecosystem. I think I have some really great ideas on how to start really scaling this, but just in the scope of where my life has been, while I've been running the membership, there was several months where I didn't have childcare. And I didn't have support to be doing much other than run the membership. So running the membership came ahead of marketing the membership. And so I feel really at peace with, uh, you know, when you say, you know, get your first hundred members. I have a neighbor, I'm kind of pointing up the street. I have a neighbor who um, has a monthly membership and she, it's in the fitness space. And she definitely has been like, oh, you don't have your first hundred members yet. Like that's always the first goal. And I was like, yeah, it's not not. for where I'm at in my life and in. And I, I think just to speak back to the core values of a very specific phrase comparison that I use is that when people work with me one-on-one or done for you, they're seeking very clear transformation. But when they are in my membership, I want them craving evolution. Yeah. Because I think we it's about growing into a different version of you, having more yes. knowledge, having more confidence, having a bigger network. You know, I've joined into memberships in the past solely saying hundred bucks a month or whatever. I want to be in this woman's network. I know she's attracting good people. And so I want that expectation that it's more about evolution and maybe someone stays for two months or two years, Mm -hmm. as opposed to coming into a lower ticket membership and saying in three months, I need to be making six figures. Like that's 
A, not the promise I'm ever going to make because things take longer than that. And B, it's not the person I want to attract. I have had a couple people come in who like found me on TikTok and they were colder and joined into the membership. I think with a little bit more of that mentality, a couple months later, they cycled out. No, you know, no sadness, no bad words or anything, but just like, oh, this isn't really what I was expecting. Okay, great. It was nice to meet you. Um, But I really want to attract those people that are like, you know, I, I do a monthly and a quarterly. And I love people signing up for the quarterly to be like, hey, I'm going to be here at least three months and immerse myself and get to know these people. That's mm-hmm. much more the intention I want to attract. Yeah, I think so. There, there are like several things you mentioned that I think are really important here is one, you said that you are with, I mean, you didn't say it this way, but that's really what okay. it is. It's like you're weaving in your story. Mm-hmm. into the experience that you create so when you said I need to create this lead magnet let me record this mm-hmm. so it's a culture that you're creating when you do that yeah. because you're not like oh I need to put in my calendar a block of time where I need to create content for my membership mm-hmm. because they need more content no it's not that it's like how can I share from a point mm-hmm. of sharing your experience Right. Mm -hmm. And it's going to, well, I'm going to do it anyway. So why not record myself? So that means Mm -hmm. that in the back of your mind, your Mm -hmm. members are like present and like, how can I serve? And I think that's really, really important because it's not only super smart thing to do, Mm -hmm. but like from the, from a time, you know, perspective, Mm -hmm. you know, like, you know, you, you basically feed two birds, you know, uh, at a time, but it's also, um, like serving, you know, serving and yeah. sharing the behind the scenes and more of who you are and and really yeah. creating that culture. So I love that you shared that because not mm. a lot of people do this. And and I can see for you, I love when you say, you know, yeah, right now it works. And when there are more people, we'll figure it out. Yeah. And that's the attitude that you want to have when you're an entrepreneur. We are problem solvers. So mm-hmm. if you're like, no, but I cannot do that because when I start to get 100 members and if 100 people raise their right. hand, people will be left go, out. Or, yeah. I don't know. Well, <laughs> let's wait until we get there and see yeah. what happens. And you're like, yeah. I'm not going to clog my mind with this right now. Let me yeah. focus on the actual people that are here. And when it evolves, we'll see how it evolves and they will yeah. maybe have some suggestions. So I love that piece. The other piece I want to talk about, you know, we were, before we rec- started press record, we were talking about the, the business ecosystem that you've kind of like created without really looking for it, but just because you've been really curious and listening about, mm-hmm. you know, listening your members and say what, what they want, that now they're actually upgrading to yeah. work on one yeah. so without really what like that's probably not the purpose of the membership at the beginning mm-hmm. but it's like the membership is not necessarily your big money revenue generating exactly activity. and i know that some people's business models like one of my friends i don't know if you've ever met Brittany long she runs an amazing um ai like artificial intelligence membership and she has like almost a thousand people in there now and it's like mm-hmm. the core offering and for me I'm not, I'm not here to like put limiting beliefs out to the universe and say, I don't want my membership to be gigantic, but I can serve the purpose. So the mission that I have is to help healers, coaches, and creatives understand that they can earn a living doing what they love and not having to plug into the matrix, do the corporate thing, and then feel burned out. And so I can serve that mission on a small scale. I know I'll be able to serve it in a, on a large scale and do those problem solving things. But what I did within the membership 
is I realized many people come to the membership with needs of referrals. And so within the membership, I have a library of referrals and tools, and it's basically a bank of things I'm an affiliate of that I love and I think really serve. And I always disclose I'm an affiliate, but every month I get, you know, Amazon purchases of the microphone I use and, you know, things like that. And then also referrals to the lawyer, the contract shop that I refer to. I just had a um, an affiliate buy come in this morning. And so I, I think that's a value add where as I use something, I then see, do they have an affiliate? And then within the membership, I use Mighty Networks. And so I have a custom navigation link and I did a discounted one-on-one session. Mm-hmm. And, you know, thinking about, oh gosh, what if people abuse this? I just stopped. I didn't want to worry about that. And I was like, okay, this is a discount. I'm charging $188 for 45 minutes and then a follow-up like conversation. And was like, if somebody really wants to do that monthly, go for it. Like it's cheaper than signing up for a coaching package, but honestly, they're probably someone who's now a raving fan. And so there's going to be abundance and like karma out of that. And so I have the ability they can, you know, obviously the membership as they enroll into the membership, they can add a bundle of past replays of human design and strategy trainings. So as I just think about how people can interact, they can do just the membership, the membership plus the bundle at the time of checkout. Once they're in the membership, I could see more revenue from the affiliate Mm -hmm. uh, purchases. They could upgrade to just a one-on-one strategy session. And what happened just very recently is someone was referred into the membership. She stayed in, um, I think she's been in maybe for two months. And then she, of her own accord, booked a one of the one-on-ones. And then during the one-on-one, she didn't even know that I do done for you or websites. And she Mm -hmm. brought up do you have any recommendations of who could help me with a website? I wish she literally said, I wish there was someone like you who got me and could help me tap into my intuition to make a website. And I was like, girlfriend, I give 10% off my packages. And so now I'm working with her on the website and she's still in the membership. And so I I just want to allow people to get in where they fit in. And if someone just comes into the membership for two months and glances off the strategies and runs with it or gets introduced to someone else they want to work with, I think maybe, I don't know, sometimes I just think about I've been in this coaching space, right, for a a little over a decade. And I feel like I just have this very zen, like, agreement with the universe of, like, people are going to come into my world for the amount of time, resources, or knowledge that they need to seek. And then if they glance off and do something else, it doesn't mean I'm a bad coach. It means they, for whatever reason, are on their journey to something else. But I tend to have people who, once they feel seen and heard, you know, the pain point for my clients is really, I want to run this like a business, but I mean, to be quite honest, like the old white guy in the suit who's trying to coach me has no idea what energy healing is. And so he's trying to treat me like I'm selling software and create risk benefit analysis when really all I'm trying to do is sell, you know, pet therapy sessions or whatever. And so I feel like once they feel heard, seen, and trusted, and then see that I have this other side of me around all the experience I've had, people tend to stay in my world longer. Yeah. And so I think that's part of why I just kind of have this Zen approach of the right amount of people are in the membership right now. And if six months exactly. from now, there's a hundred mm-hmm. people, amazing. And if six months from now, there's 20 people, but I've also been able to see growth in other areas of my business because of those 20 people. 
also exactly. amazing. Yeah. I don't put a lot of pressure on it. Yeah. I think there is this going back to the content piece, like people think they need to like create more content. It's really not just about content is not so much, king. you know, they say content is king. It's yeah, really sure. not that anymore. It's really about how you make people feel mm-hmm. and how people feel that that they are heard right so when when you've established that trust like when you have curated information curated resources and tools you actually Mm -hmm. save people time and worry about oh my gosh is this a good idea or not like well if Chelsea says it is if she's using it can't be a scam exactly (laughs) I'm going in right so it's like those you provide all accelerators so yeah what I, what I had when I had my, my my membership when it was open is I had what I call concierge services hmm. that people were taking. And basically, concierge services, what are they? They are just done for you only yeah. if you're a member. Uh, so I would limit, yeah. because I would get too many requests, I would limit mm. these services mm. that are not super scalable because they're yeah. done for yeah, you. Sure. Only yeah. two members. So you have I to be a that. member. To get so you've got to like put your foot in the door. And then I think there's this, you know, I am going to start doing more YouTube marketing and I'm getting back into TikTok and driving traffic, right, to a clarity call for done for you services. But I would much rather have someone who already knows me, knows that I'm probably going to show up for the clarity call in a bathing suit if I'm going to be running to the beach with my son after. Like they might know more about my lifestyle and not. I feel like sometimes if it's a brand new cold contact and I'm sure I'm not the only one, I feel like, Oh, I've got to like put my best foot forward. And not that I don't do that with people who already know me, but it's just a little bit more comfort. Absolutely. You know, one of the things that I've been very humbled by, I'm going to be really honest. I just launched this done for you service arm like three weeks ago. And I've already sold almost $20,000 worth of done for you services exclusively to people who know, like, and trust me. Some of the templates aren't even made. I'm still hiring the virtual assistants, but they're literally like, you're going to follow through. I know you, you have a great work ethic. You see my vision. I know we're going to do this, even if it takes a month longer than if I hired someone else. And I think that no like and trust factor can't be compressed through cold marketing. Now, I want to have a mix of both so that, you know, I can bring more people in. Mm -hmm. But I think that... um, you know, it's easy to, in the big coaching space of build your audience, scale, grow, it can be very lost on like your next high ticket client. You probably already know, or you might have already be working on in a different way, or maybe they just downloaded your free guide, you know, your freebie. And they're Mm -hmm. like, holy cow, if this lady's giving this much away in a freebie, when I'm ready, she's the person I want to work with. And all of those seeds just get planted. And I think a membership you know, I, I have some people who I know who are doing like $9 a month memberships, $200 a month memberships. Like obviously they can go a lot of different ways. But for me, when I first launched it, I'll be honest, I was like, okay, if I'm going to be charging at the time when I first launched it, the founding members were 55 a month. and was like, okay, so if I can get 200 people, then it's 55 a month. That'll be my, you know, 10K month. And And then as I started doing it, and especially with what was happening in my life was like, I just need to, I felt like I was gripping. Like if someone's just listening, if you can picture like your fists, right? I felt like I was gripping onto this container to force it to be scalable. And then when I just started to like open my hands up and be like, okay, I've been very clearly guided that this is a core part of my offer suite. I don't know why, right? 
And then as things have started to fall into place, I can really see, oh, some of these freebies I already have very clearly drive interest to the membership. And once people are in the membership, they might be interested in done for you. Or maybe someone comes cold into a clarity call with me and hires me for a website build or email marketing build. And then they might want to kind of stay in my space at a lower price point to keep asking questions. And so, so I can really see kind of just those two, at least for now. And I, I think yeah. I'm the person who's always like, things evolve. I'll never say never. Will I run a high mastermind again? Maybe. I don't know. Right now, I'm just focusing on what's exciting me, what's working, what's getting me really great feedback. Yeah. And that's really the key. So, and I also want to mention, like you said, you know, like right when you said like right now, the membership is not really what's making you like, you know, that dream of 5k, 10k months. And the truth is, unless you have like a big, so I've had clients that, you know, large audience waiting list is working, banging at the door. We build the platform and then in 48 hours, they get their members and then Within a week, they do like 45K months. Yes, but that's not typical. That's people that have built the audience. Most people that are figuring out, you know, like like you Mm -hmm. do as you go, when you run the membership and you run your founding member, don't do it for the money. Yeah, Really do it for the experience and making sure that it works for you, that it Mm -hmm. fuels you and that it works for them. Now, when you have that figured out, which is what I think you have right now, right? It's it's working for people. They love it. They even buy other stuff. When you're ready to get to the next phase, then you build what I called your member acquisition and retention system, which is basically finding what is that funnel. And it Mm -hmm. looks different for different people that Mm -hmm. actually brings in the people and funnels the Mm -hmm. people. But again, it's about what are my KPIs? What are the metrics that I need to look at? And what is it that I can improve in any of these steps so that the more people I bring into this thing, the more people actually, the more of the right people. Yeah, yeah. The, the, I love that you really uh, took the time to get the right people in. A lot mm-hmm. of people, they are like, when they launch the membership, they want as many members as yeah. possible and they'll take anyone. The problem mm-hmm. with this is that when people leave within one month, two months or the three, mm-hmm. three, month ma- three yeah, months, three months, usually, usually yeah. when this is not a fit, right? Uh, then they are like, they feel terrible. Well, you my membership yeah. suck, da, 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 da. Yeah. But if you're getting feedback from the wrong people, yeah, right? Then, then you're shooting yourself in the foot because you're like, yeah. well, no, it's not working for them. But were they the right people in the first place, right? Mm. So you got to be really, really clear that the people that you're bringing are the right people. So that- I love how excited you get. I just want to pause. Like you are so in your zone of genius having these conversations. I just think yes. it's so lovely. <laughs> yeah, I love it because like, you know, people are like, yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if you want cash injection, don't build a membership. Don't do a membership. That's not going to be it. Right? <laughs> do one-on-one. Do dump for yeah. your services. Go out there yeah. and do that and build the cash. Because the membership, yes, you can get the recurring. And I can tell you when I start yeah. my months and I know the recurring that yeah. is coming in the months. Yeah. It's that financial safety that for me, I need. I'm not a risk taker. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm not like the, the that, that mm-hmm. type. So I need yeah. to have that recurring coming in. Um, so if you want that, mm. you can build that, but it's not an overnight thing, right? Yeah. And well, and when I that. like relaunched, I completely, I scrapped my old, maybe it was a little impulsive, but 
I deleted my old email list. I deleted my old Instagram and I completely started over because I felt like some of the people who were on my larger email list had opted in when I was doing direct sales trainings or speaking coaching. And I just didn't want to feel like I needed to censor myself, even though I probably could have talked myself through that, but I started completely over. And so, you know, now uh, a year and a half later, I guess I'm, you know, at just about a thousand followers on Instagram, you know, 400 subscribers on my email, like I don't have a huge audience. And so to see that I'm actually getting the type of income and interest that I am is exciting for me to be like, okay, when I have, because I will I'll stick with it, I've got that, you know, tenacity. When I do have 10,000 people on my email list and the conversions are happening and I'm attracting the right people and the funnels have proven themselves and the YouTube channel has grown, like, you know, I don't try to be everywhere. I try to be really discerning about where I want to be acquiring and kind of outreach platforms versus nurturing platforms. And I really have the vision for me long-term to be where I don't have to be on social media as often. Right now it's where I bring in the people to make the money. Mm -hmm. And so it's part of my income making, but I desire to be more into YouTubing and blogging. And I think that long-term is a really great kind of reverse engineer to get into memberships because then people might be like, okay, well, I'm not sure I'm going to pull out five thousand dollars but ninety seven dollars I want to try this you know this culture out I want to see this and so that's Mm -hmm. kind of where I'm at of looking at okay now that it feels good and I'm in my rhythm and I've got Thursday childcare and you know I kind of have fit this into my life I feel ready to grow it but without the angst or pressure or you know like forcing that just doesn't feel good yeah exactly love this love it so Chelsea, can you share a bit about where can people find out more about you? Like uh, what is your sure. website or your social? Yeah, place? so my website, it's a little bit of a mouthful, but it's www.intuitivebusinessbydesign.com. Okay. Okay. And I am Intuitive Business Mentor on Instagram and TikTok, and I'm probably the most active there. And I also have, like I said, a YouTube channel. You could probably search Chelsea Fournier or Intuitive Business and find me. And, um, yeah, I think that's, those okay. are really the places that I'm, I'm going big on the blog will be right on the website and I have, uh, all of my current free resources and, and ways of working with me right on the website. Awesome. So I'll be putting the links in the description of the podcast and below the video, if you're watching the video, yeah. thank you so much, Chelsea, for coming in and sharing your story. Absolutely. I hope it blesses someone and inspires you to explore a membership because I, I truly think it's such a. Mm. I I do a lot of teaching about how to have for purpose offerings and for profit offerings. And I I think that having a membership can be a blend of both. And it's just really fun and juicy if you go into it with the right guidance that you offer and the right mindset. Um, Mm -hmm. So if it inspires anybody, feel free to DM me. I'd just love to cheer you in on your journey. My DMs are always pitch free just for connection and and excitement. So I'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for uh, coming on the show. Chelsea. Thank you. I appreciate it.